Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Elma Histories and Mysteries. I'm Aubrey North, and in this episode, we'll discuss ads within our campus newspaper, The Almanian. Let's first define what an advertisement is and provide a brief history. According to the Oxford Dictionary, an ad is a notice or announcement in a public medium promoting a product, service, event, or publicizing a vacancy. Newspapers to this day have offered a great space for advertisements due to their flexibility, affordability, and ability to reach a more extensive range of customers. The idea of advertisements has existed since ancient Egypt, Rome, Greece, and China. These first ads were written on pyrus, walls, and bamboo in some form of calligraph style. By the European Middle Ages, ads were found in three formats, signboards, town criers, and trademarks. With a largely illiterate population, signage and seals represented, represented different trades and even specific individuals within the trade. Meanwhile, town criers were appointed to make specific out- announcements and general news, eventually promoting different goods and services. Modern advertisements didn't begin until the 16th and 18th centuries. First seen in weekly gazettes in Venice, the idea quickly spread throughout Italy, Germany, and Holland. The first advertisements in the United Kingdom began in 1620. Advertisements, advancements in printing, and the 18th century made it easier for advertisements to be put in books and newspapers. With a growing middle class due to these similar technological advancements, advertisements began representing medicine, food and beverages, and even fashion. By the 1900s, the United States had spent $3 million, or $101 million today, on advertisements, and the United States government began promoting them. This brings us back to the Almanian. For this podcast, I've looked at the Almanian from 1920 to 2020, looking at the first November paper in five-year intervals. For the first 30 years, the Almanian had anywhere from 30 to 50 ads. These ads promoted banks, barbershops, salons, laundry services, clothing stores, jewelers, restaurants, and a lot more. These ads were presented toward the end of the paper in small squares that surrounded one final article. Some of my favorites from the period are the following. In 1932, several stores and restaurants proudly announced their soda fountain machines, the original soda fountain machines, where you had to mix the syrup and the carbonated water. In 1937, there was a rather large ad for cigarettes, Chesterfields to be exact. It claimed that a lot more smokers are turned into them every day, and several stores advertised that they were selling cigars and cigarettes aplenty. In 1947, there was an advertisement for an Elma trailer company. It claimed to solve the housing problem at college, whatever that meant. Throughout this period, there are several ads for bowling. As a bowler myself, these are some of my favorites. Each of these ads claiming that the sport is for recreational health. Ads begin to shift in the 1960s through the 1990s. The number of ads in the Almanian decreased significantly, ranging from 10 to 30 per paper. These ads were placed sporadically throughout the paper, and they began to range in shape and size. Some ads took up a quarter of a page, while many remained small squares in between articles. They continue to represent several banks, barbers and salons, clothing stores, jewelers, restaurants, and, you know, a lot more. In the 1960s and the 1970s, we begin to see stores familiar to Elma students today. By 1962, we see ads for Pizza Sam's. And by 1972, we see ads for Tom Billings Flowers, two stores right downtown. The 1970s saw much political activism. Out of nearly 25 ads, five were based in politics. 
Two called for people to vote for Democratic candidates. The other three were based on abortion. The first encouraged people to vote for then-Proposal 2, which would have legalized abortion in the state of Michigan. The second and third ads provided places and phone numbers for facilities that performed abortions. These ads continued to state that abortions were legal and safe, a statement still very much true today. The 1980s saw ads from the Red Cross. One ad encouraged people to donate blood. Another, seemingly appearing ad, dispelled rumors regarding the spread of AIDS, the ad slogan being, rumors are spreading faster than AIDS. Once again, in 1992, the college seemed to turn its attention to larger socio-political concerns. What appeared to be an ad actually reported sexual assaults on campus from 1987 to 1992, a total of eight cases which resulted in seven disciplinary actions. From the 1970s onward, the lack of ads seemed to be replaced by sections detailing dining hall menus, forecasts, and campus events. Fraternity and sorority life, as well as other organizations, began using the paper to advertise their upcoming events. At this time, we also begin to see ads offering discounts and coupons to incentivize customers. Previous ads are also increasingly replaced by a classified page. This page acted as a sort of confessions page for the college, where people could make anonymous statements, give shout-outs to people and events, put in employment opportunities and contest entries, and a lot more. By the early 2000s, the use of ads in the Almanian appears to have stopped almost entirely. Even today, there are little to no ads present in the Almanian. This begs to question if the role of advertisements in newspapers has changed in the last 100 years. Have these spheres of influence moved to a digital format to keep up with technological advancements? Have our responses to ads and newspapers shifted, forcing them to change their format? What are ads and news outlets trying to convey to us today? What does the future of advertisement look like in our new digital age? These are questions I beg you to ask yourself, listener, as you read your next article, scroll, scroll through your next social media posts, and open the next edition of The Almanian. Hello, and welcome back to Alma Histories and Mysteries Year Zero, the COVID transition. I'm Aubrey North, and today with me, I have... Caitlin Fitzpatrick. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> what year are you? Uh, I'm a senior here. And what have you majored in? Uh, my major is in history with a minor in English. Cool, 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 cool. So one of our first questions for you is, what was your first year of college like in that lead up to the COVID-19 pandemic? Um, I think it started off as any normal year, kind of your traditional freshman coming in, not necessarily knowing what they're getting into. Um, <laughs> lots of craziness, but, you know, just a normal amount, just getting used to the campus, getting used to classes, being on my own, that kind of thing. I felt the very same. Um, did you have, like, any cool things happening in your first year that you were like, wow, this is, like, the epitome of the true college experience? Hmm. Uh, well, I would say... Um, I'm a dancer and I dance here in the dance company and that was a huge brand new experience for me that I was really excited about because I had never danced in a formal company so getting used to that was really fun. So. Well then as you know we had the fun lead up to mm -hmm. COVID. Did you have any initial reactions in that lead up before any of the college's remarks? Um, I think it was interesting on how quickly it happened. Mm -hmm. Like as college students like it all happened within maybe a week, three days. And so just, I don't know if there really was a reaction because I didn't have the time to react. It happened so quickly. Yeah. 
So then if you didn't really react to the buildup of it, what was your initial reaction to the college's initial reaction? I think I was more shocked, you know, like with everything that was going on, it was kind of we were on campus kind of, I don't want to say isolated, but we weren't like in in the whole thick of it. We weren't in a really huge populated area. So it was kind of this like far away thing that just kind of like descended. So like the fact that when <laughs> when the college put out this uh, email or their statements on what we were going to do, it kind of just caught me off guard because, again, I didn't have a solid reaction because it was kind of this far off thing. So it was really just kind of rolling with the punches. So... Did you go home with that first, like, you guys can leave. Did you go home with that one or did you wait a little bit longer before Um, going back? I did end up going home that Friday, um, ironically, with the whole dance company. The weekend that we went home. Yeah, the weekend that this all happened, that was our tech week. So that's also probably why I didn't react too much. Yeah, you were busy. (laughs) Um, So... The Friday night that we went home was actually my first ever dance concert at Alma's campus. Oh, my gosh. It was my first performance ever. We did one performance, and it was kind of this grand thing that I was waiting to hear if we were actually going to perform at all that weekend because it was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday show. So, you know, like that afternoon, that Friday, they were like, nope, you're all going home. And I was like, oh, cool. So you you did one show and then left. It was one show and then packed up it throwing stuff in boxes at 10 p.m. and went home. Oh, my gosh. And you're kind of far from here. So, like, that was a yeah, little bit of a longer drive home two, after that. Two and a half hours, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You must have been exhausted. I was. I was very tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then, obviously, COVID happened. We were all in isolation. How was that little bit of isolation for you? Like, that transition from in-person to all online and being back home and all of that stuff? It's really crazy. Um, I... I don't, I don't want to say I adjusted well, but <laughs> it was kind of just one of those things that I knew that that was, that was what was happening and mm-hmm. that's what we had to do. So I kind of just went into it as best as I could, you know, just that was the new reality. I just had to get yeah. used to it. And then obviously Elma opened back up for in-person stuff in fall of 2020. So what were some of your experiences with the college upon that return with COVID? I think that was actually a harder time getting back into it just because, you know, with it being all online, that was everything was online. It was very set in stone. I think coming back to a campus where you're around everyone after having been isolated for so long and expected to have all of these regulations and rules and follow that. Mm -hmm. I know I lived in the dorms and we had a bathroom schedule for when you had to shower. I forgot about that. I had to make one of those. Yeah, it was it was a really weird experience to try and kind of adapt back into college life in yeah. this weird, like, half isolation, half around people all the time. It's really weird. Would you do you think that the school was successful with their COVID policies and how it treated students and the general Elma experience? I think that they did the best that they could uh, in seeing yeah. yeah how other universities and how other institutions reacted and some of you know the concerns that other students had elsewhere, I think we really did have it kind of lucky, regardless of like what everyone thinks, because everyone thinks something different. Mm-hmm. I do think that they were doing the best that they could, and I appreciate that. Yeah. So looking back at your time at Elma so far, what do you think about when you think of your college experience? 
Well, both of my siblings came to Alma, and it was um, both my brother was here when COVID happened, so he kind of knows what it was like. But um, going off of my sister's own experience, I did kind of feel a little cheated because she had a very different experience than I did because Mm -hmm. she went and there was no issues with COVID. She didn't have to go get tested on a random Tuesday, you know. So it was, I think that the college experience that I had was the Hopefully, if I look back on it, the best one that I could have had given the circumstances. So, yeah. I think I think that's a good way to look at it. Do you have any stories that when you think about it, you're like, yep, that's going to be the average COVID college experience? Ooh, okay. So it was finals week. And this was, I think, 20, fall of 2020. So we had come back on campus, but we still were sent home for exam week. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember both my brother and I were going here. And I was sadly pulling an all-nighter for exams because <laughs> I'm not great at planning my time. Um, and I live in the middle of nowhere in, up in northern Michigan. So it was like, I don't know, 5 a.m. I think at this oh my point gosh. and my brother and I were like oh my goodness we need some energy because he was also pulling an all-nighter of course um but the only place that we could go was like a gas station <laughs> so it was like 5 a.m. my parents are sleeping and my brother and I are like loading up into a car going to this gas station <laughs> in the middle of northern Michigan <laughs> and we get there and we like I'm getting a coffee he's getting an energy drink and we run into one of my brother's old work friends who is going to work for the day (laughs) and so it was just like going to a gas station and running into someone and they're like oh yeah I'm going to work for the day and I was like oh that's cool you're like oh I have (laughs) exams this week yeah Uh, yeah that was kind of my stereotypical experience so I like it any other thoughts stories experiences that you want to share while you're here with us hmm I don't know I think going through college and COVID was really If I look back on it now, it's kind of a laughable experience. Kind of like I try to like make the best of it, but some of the funny things that happened, like the gas station incident, like it's just it's kind of funny when you look back on it. So just try to like stay positive in regards to it and not necessarily think of it as a waste. Just I don't know. It happened. Yeah, it happened. It's a funny part of life. Yep. Hee hee ha ha. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences with us, Caitlin. Congrats. On making it almost to graduation. Almost to graduation. We're almost there. (laughs) And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to another episode of Alma Histories and Mysteries Year Zero. Mm -hmm.